I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's Michelle here if you're new to the program. Glad you found us. Um, those of you that have been traveling on the path with me for a while, always great to connect with you. Hello, everyone in the chat. Good to see you. Um, those are my co-pilots, co-hosts, cohorts, <laughs> and sound engineers. Please let me know how the sound is doing. Let's see. Hi, everyone in the chat. And to those of you listening later in the archives, I always want to say hi to you also as well. Um, so many of our listeners listen to the archives later on. So, uh, yes, and if you're listening by phone, welcome. Um, there's a call-in number if you'd like to call in or if you want to listen by phone or you have a question or a comment. That number is 347 539 Five three nine five one two two, and also you have to please press one on the keypad. That lets me know. Sometimes I get these um, messages from people, email, and that they waited a long time for me. But a lot of times, sometimes you know we have so many people in the queue, we don't get to all readings. And of course, and just the thing is, is call back the following week and maybe get in the queue earlier, and um, you don't have to just you know, wait, but, you know, like log in maybe like 10-2 or something, 10 or 5-2. Um, but also sometimes people forget to press 1 on the keypad so that I don't know that you have a question. Um, hey, Angie, glad to see you back in the chat also. Let's see, Angie's saying, hi, glad to be back and make it in the chat. It's been a while. Yeah, we're doing well. I saw you on my YouTube. You left a comment. Thanks, Angie. You guys really, if you haven't yet and you're just curious or feel a resonance, please subscribe and also get the notifications on my YouTube channel. I'm doing a lot more um, readings uh, because those of you know that my little baby Yoshi passed away, my fur baby. Um, So I do have more time now. I mean, that really... I mean, I would have done it for another 50 years, take care of her, but it just, you know, sometimes I wasn't, I was only getting two or three nights, two or three hours of sleep a night. And, you know, it's really a lot of care to balance it with everything else I have going on in my personal and professional life. So it's it's left quite a big space, but, you know, also, you know, you just, caregiving, whether it's an animal being or a human being, which I've done both, it just takes a lot of energy, you know, time, energy, focus, but, you know, 
so anyway, I could only do so much. And um, yeah, it wasn't that I didn't want to do the videos. I do, but it just that takes a lot of energy, and I just didn't have the other, uh, you know, the energy to do it. So anyway, everything in its divine timing, uh, which a lot of you always hear me talk about, divine timing or divine right timing, and um, which is a metaphysical concept and spiritual concept that there's the right time but when you put it together divine right timing it puts it in the hands of the divine the divine aspect of your being oh thank you Athena about the sound I appreciate it but it's good thank you for letting me know because I don't know sometimes okay appreciate that so uh, we have a great guest on later, uh, so stick around for that for Awakening Dialogue or Awakening Conversation. We have Lon, who's the author of the Modern, of Modern Mer- uh, Merlin, Merlin, that's her recent book, Modern Merlin, and she's also the author and creator of Sacred Geometry Activation Oracle Cards, which I happen to have and I love. Uh, so we'll be um, chatting with her and diving in to uh, what she's been doing as well as talk a bit about her book and uh, the Oracle cards, uh, which if you watch my YouTube videos, you'd see me using them. So, yeah, there's this amazing interconnectedness that we all, are, you know, connect into and feel. And this is really right now a time of really focusing more on that and allowing that, seeing where the interconnectedness is. My guides have been saying one of the remedies we need to do right now is to look at our sameness. We, we see the differences. You know, that's, that's a lot of idea of separation, which it's great to celebrate our differences and our uniqueness or be aware of, of that as well, but also our sameness. And what you're seeing right now a lot around the globe, um, I would say especially in the United States, but I really would say it's, it's, it's been a theme in the old paradigm, and it, it's, it's getting to what would you say a fever pitch. Um, once something gets to a fever pitch, one thing things ratchet up, however you want to say it, it gets to this extreme level. Then on the human, you know, dimensional aspect of the earth plane, then it begins to wind back out to the other side. You know, in the realm of polarity, we can only go so far. And you, people, have, you've heard the saying before, before the pendulum swings, right? It comes back. But, it does, but this swinging, which we will have much less of, and many people will, have, will experience none of it or won't experience it anymore, in the new paradigm, there will be such an integration um, point happening. But but the consensus reality or mainstream consciousness is not there yet. And so we do have this swinging taking place now. But what you can do to counterbalance it, even if it can be in conversation or it can be just in your mind holding the space, Oh, excuse me, I got a little froggy in my, in my throat. Um, it's just to look at the, the sameness. What are, where's the interconnecting points? 
And that will help whether personally in your own life or even with the collective will help to begin to bring out a balance. Um, I'm actually amazed in a way, even people that are quote-unquote metaphysical or spiritually focused, how much there many people are getting into that us and them mentality. And I, obviously that's triggering. A lot of people don't do their emotional healing work, and that's one of the reasons emotional healing and repatterning is so not only important but critical to awakening and ascension is because when we're triggered, we cannot be in the, in the mental, you know, medium range, in neutral. When we're triggered so for, for something or so for against something, we're not, you know, in that ascension point, basically. We're not taking in all parts or all sides. So one of the things that happens in the awakening process, and I'd be interested to hear if anybody has been experiencing this, uh, whether if you put it in the chat or those of you that are online, you know, on the phone lines, is do you notice, because see, what it is about awakening, it's about more about preferences. It's, 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 it's about not having to do something reactionary. So we can have a preference. In other words, um, I've really been into this uh, goat milk ice cream. <laughs> There's two. I think one's called loose or moose and then Negrandi or something, Negranti, um, especially the mint chocolate chip. So anyway, somebody could be, let's say somebody, oh, yeah, my Luz, and then the other one's Negranti Creamery. So anyways, and also my Oatly. I like the oats, made with oats as well. So let's just say somebody could be, and we see this, we see this with foods. People, oh, you're horrible if you eat meat or if you don't eat meat. There's something wrong with you. You're not getting your nutrients. And that's okay to have those thoughts or those beliefs. For yourself, or even in general, if you think something else is healthier. But can you just hold the point of view that somebody has a different point of view right now on their path? And so it's a preference. So when you start awakening, when you start ascending, you're living more by preference, more for what's life enhancing. Like I used to love, I don't know why I'm thinking of foods right now, but, um, and I'm not hungry because I ate earlier. <laughs> Um, I used to love goat milk cheese. I can't eat that right now for some reason. I mean, I've tried it and just something my body is saying, no, 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 no. Um, or I used to be able to put, I don't eat dairy, you know, or cow dairy. Um, but I was able to put a little bit of half and half in my lattes, right? Decaf Americano and lattes. Or even like I'd make a chai. I think it's been since February. I just cannot, cannot, cannot. So I went back to oat milk, which I tried to last year or a few years ago to go back to oat milk or almond milk. Couldn't do it. Now, so something shifted. This is another part of the awakening process. And I'm actually going to be doing a whole video on this for my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. Um signs and symptoms and even do a reading 
to help people see what's coming up for them individually. Uh, one of the things that will happen, it's not only beliefs or certain people or certain situations that you can't be around or just don't have enough resonance. There's too much dissonance, so it's disturbing. It's not life-enhancing. You know, a little bit of dissonance, you know, like difference of opinion is great. That The mind likes that, you know. But when you have too much or the wrong kind, you know, it's like, okay, you have to wear a shirt, but how does polyester feel on your body? Or is it organic cotton? Or is it bamboo? You know, or is it a mixture of bamboo and cotton? Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. It's just an energetic thing of how you feel. Something grates against. It's just not vibrationally sound or whole enough for you. It's not enough of a match. And so one of the things many of you may be even experiencing right now is that you're having this kind of, I don't know why I can't watch the show anymore or I can't do this anymore or read this kind of book or look at it or I can't be around this person right now. I love them or I care about them, but I just can't do it. Or certain foods, especially right now with which we have, I believe, for the next seven years, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Uranus and Taurus, um, Taurus is the body, also the earth. So there are going to be changes to not only your outlook, your emotional body, your, you know, uh, how you live, how you're embodied in this earth plane, but foods, foods and activities. Um, I think that's also, how, if we look astrologically with that north node in Gemini, south node in Sagittarius, um, and then we had the Venus uh, retrograde also in Gemini. So we've got a lot of reevaluating however you look at it, whether you look at it as a psychic trend from a numerological point of view, astrological, whatever, or just trusting your intuition. And that's what I would share with all of you is how can you trust your intuition more instead of second guessing, you know, and you can check it a little bit, try whatever it is again, and then go, okay, no, I'm having this response, you know, I'm having this reaction. So obviously this is not working for me. And that's because there are a lot of shifts happening mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So the denser physical body, our denser physical body is having a lot of shifting, going through a lot of shifting and changing to tweak individually to you, personally to you, what vibrationally needs to shift or be reordered, you know, alchemically processed and reordered within you to better hold the higher frequency vibration. Now it's us to us you know, the, the the conscious part, the part of us that everybody sees, to respond to that and act accordingly, right? Oh, Athena, yes. I'm not able to look at some reality shows like I used to, and Daria's been having a major impact on it. Yeah, see me, Athena. Me too with the, with the reality, because I was like my little kind of mundane kind of stupid little thing I would do sometimes to like just, I don't know, have a breather somehow. But yeah, the game or the context of what those certain shows are in, that even if it's entertaining or funny or there's a part that was funny, it's no longer the frequency that it's in. It was holding. 
is, is now dissonant. And this is why I always say all change happens in the change of consciousness, all healing, all going to our next level. We no longer are interested in it. You know, as much as in sixth grade or 12 years old, 11 years old, there's some activities, maybe drawing or painting we still keep. But I don't know many, unless you're playing with your children, I don't know many adults. In fact, I don't know any adults that still play with, I don't know, Barbies and things like that. <laughs> trolls. I had some trolls that an older friend down the street had given me, and I was fascinated by them. Um yeah, you might collect them, but I don't know if you're sitting down playing with them and, and making them pretend talk. You know, maybe you are. I don't know. But it's at some point, or the same shoes that we wore in third grade, though we may love them, they don't fit in anymore. They don't fit us. And that's what's happening. What doesn't fit in with you, what doesn't fit vibrationally, you're being really lovingly asked to move on from. Now, be aware, you guys, it may come back around. It may fit later. That's, you know, the human part likes to clutch on things and wants to know why. That I, from my experience working with clients, as long as I have, and then on my own soul unfolding, is that many times these things do come back around. The people just come back around the situation. Now, whether we how we connect or how long or how deep, that's a whole other thing. But usually they do come back around. And then a lot of times a different form is brought in. That to me also has been one of the, the gifts during this time of, you know, re refreshing, resetting, and really rebooting with this, you know, with what's happened with this, you know, COVID pandemic. Because there were a lot of things that weren't available, and, and this is like just a mundane looking aspect, but I always look at, it doesn't matter to me if it's esoteric, spiritual, deep, whatever, metaphysical, or just something mundane, I always see the correlation. So I, I really realized some things that I would, used to buy were no longer available, and I had to try something else or to and it, and actually, I ended up liking it more. And then I told myself, I said, Michelle, just be open at this time. This is just such a lesson to be open because we tend to do the same thing over and over, buy the same thing, go to the same place. It becomes the favorite. And not that that's bad, but when we do that so much, we close off the new. We close off our expansion and consciousness. We close off the encounter or the connection that could be so awe-inspiring or move us in a new direction or just open our mind more or open our heart more or have us try something new that could even be better. And I can't think of some of the things right now, products offhand, but there was quite a few. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, actually, this is even better. I, I got I, Some things I even felt, oh my God, I was gifted with this. I'm gifted with this situation now. Or this new place that I now go to. I met new people, you know, wh whether it's even where my dry cleaning or what, whatever, something on that or store, you know, it's like, oh, I had to go here because my regular one was either closed or there was such a long line I didn't want to deal with it. And now I got a gift by going somewhere else. See, we don't normally do that. I mean, I do that a little bit in my everyday living before all this happened. 
Uh, just a little. I mean, I make a concerted effort because this is my thing. This is what I do. But even for me doing that, having that awareness and, and, and you know, making myself do new things or try new things, I just saw how much I was locked in to a lot of other things. So remember, expansion, inclusivity expands our consciousness, expands our awareness, because that is source. That's source energy. Source energy includes everything and everyone. So it, the one, one thing, to, if you're feeling low or depressed or, or maybe finances are low, one of the things that can start opening you up to abundance is sensing and feeling and seeing the interconnectedness of everything and everyone, focusing on nature and the expansiveness of nature, focusing on how many varieties of life there are, how many ways people survive to thrive. And then you start widening your scope, uh, which is something that we're meant to do. Because at this point, people are having to decide, am I moving in the thriving where I'm helping co-create this new paradigm, the, the, the systems? Am I opening to the new emerging consciousness? And in opening to the new emerging consciousness, I'm allowing myself to be directed from source energies, from the higher self, from my soul, to co-create or put out what is more inclusive, what is more loving and kind and and this isn't like Pollyanna or Mamby Pamby, but it's like it's true. What we have a choice as to what we focus on on this planet or how we look at things. And the more we live by conditioned response patterns, and the more we focus on what we don't want or what is going wrong, that's what we begin to see. The more that we focus on what is helping us no matter if we're in dire straits or not. You know, and again, I'm a therapist. You have, you, can pro, you have to process everything. You have to be in your feelings and your moods and our, our grief. But it's, it's just we don't want to park there. We don't want to live from that place because that's more of what you get. I saw something the other day. It might have been on YouTube with a scientist, and I don't remember the name or the channel because I was just switching through. I've been uploading videos, and it brought up a good point that people that complain a lot, they tend to have a lot of things to complain about, and I have noticed that. I've noticed that, you know, just in general in life or people that I've had that passed through my life that have been more like that, and... I remember I went through something years ago and I was talking to this friend of mine that was quite a complainer, acquaintance friend. And, you know, we were talking about that. And I said, well, have you looked at this? Look at, you have this going on in your life. They had so many things. Um, eight weeks paid vacation. They had <laughs> all this stuff. They were complaining about something with money and their job. And I was saying, well, the way that you work, you, if it was me, I'd have a side hustle. I'd have a side gig or I've already started a new business. Um, you know, eight weeks paid vacation. I mean, come on. And they had health insurance, all this stuff. And then he said, oh, you, you were upset the other day about something. I think it was with my finance. Something was going on. And I said, yeah. For a day, for a couple hours, I said, but that's over. I go, you keep complaining and complaining and complaining and going over what you don't have. 
and how you feel cheated. And actually, that life was like that for this person. And so I kind of I noticed that. And then when the scientist was saying that we tend to, by how we view the world or live, we do tend to attract that. So if you have a lot of complaint, and I don't mean you have a couple bad months or years. That's not this. That's like that's, this is your default. And even if you have bad years, um, very trying times, again, there are those that see the, the flip side or the gratitude. At least I have this or I, I value this now. That does really change your experience in life. Because what we focus on on a chronic level, you know, which means over and over and over, so it becomes this conditioned response pattern and conditioned viewpoint, that's the lens. It's like if I never clean the lens on my camera, I'm going to have a certain view. But if I clean that lens, now I have a different point of view. So that's one way to actually alchemically shift, to change your energy, is by bringing in the complementary bringing in the gratitude, the appreciation, looking and seeing where are the gifts, where have you been helped, where is the abundance. And it's always there. We, we, we do not list, you, you know, we live in a world, it, there's many choices, but they do fall into this range on the polarity plane. So what we're choosing to focus on continually or consistently or chronically is what we not only begin to see, interpret, perceive, but what we also tend to create. I am just saying, I hope my mom has ascended enough recently to no longer watch the Real Housewives anymore. <laughs> ah, so funny. Okay. Let's get to callers, okay? We've got our first call coming in. Hello. Welcome. You're on Awakening with Michelle Mache. Welcome to the program. Yes, hi. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for having a show. Hi. What's your first name? Tina. Hi, Tina. You were giving so much wisdom. I was taking notes. Thank you. Complainers and everything else. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, well, isn't it true, though? I mean, I, when I heard yeah. that, I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have seen that. Everything, you know, like I, I remember going out having, like, a nice meal, and the person would be like, they only have salt on the table. Where's the pepper? I'd be like, okay, just ask for the pepper. Oh, the waiter is so slow. That's taken. Oh, they only just brought us water now. But okay, what do you just order them when they come back? I was like, teachers, it's like one thing after the other. It's so simple. (laughs) Right. Oh, so Tina, what can we do for you? What's happening in your life? What would you like to look at? I would like for us to look at my relationship with my boyfriend, Todd. With, what, you. with your what now? I just said with my boyfriend, Todd. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Let's see what's coming up. You're welcome. What's coming up? Ooh, okay. Well, you've been feeling he's a bit detached? I'm sorry? Do you feel he's a bit detached right now? So so, yeah, something going on. So there could be there could be some things coming up for you guys to work on. Now it might be one of you or both of you is maybe more busy. There might be a little bit more space 
um, in the relationship. If you've been seeing each other a lot, there could be a little bit of space, which is natural, by the way. We, we come together, then we kind of, you know, stretch out. I wouldn't say pull apart, but we, you know, kind of come together and then stretch out a little bit. So if you're feeling that's going on, that's what I feel. Let's see what it's is what I feel is going on there. Um, yeah, does that help you understand what's happening? Yes, he is busy. Yes, we're busy. I just wanted to see I was very half first in the future. Yes, he works a lot. Okay, that's why. Yeah, so allow that space. It, it just shows, you know, and in fact, I got six house coming up, which is work. It's the mundane. It's the everyday. It's the workout, yeah. everyday duties. So I feel like with him, he has a tendency when he's overwhelmed to kind of pull back. He needs to have like mental, emotional, you know, even more so mental space, almost like an Aquarian kind of energy where he kind of pulls back into himself. So I'll just look at the best perspective for you to take. Allow the space and focus on you. And so that's all I'm seeing. There could be a time of some more space because one or both of you is very busy. And I would just allow it. It just it seems to be growing and going in the right direction. All right, yes. Tina, take good care. Much peace. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi. Hello. Hi, Michelle. How Hi, are Michelle. you? I'm doing great. This is Laura. Hi, Laura. This is Laura. Hi. Hi, um, Lauren. Hi. Since all, Laura. Laura. Okay, great. Hi, Laura. Yeah. I I have been going through a lot since all of this started. I let go of three uh, long-time relationships, an aunt, a long-time friend, and a a childhood friend and I hope that mm-hmm. I did the right thing. I felt that they were what you were talking about. Uh, I don't think that they were good for me, but I don't know. I keep myself together. Okay. Let me see. Um, yeah. You know, in fact, I am feeling that energy. Through, I, I felt it through um, our first caller to Tina. Now I'm feeling it through you. So there must be something coming through in the soul groups that are connecting where you we're needing to uh, allow for more space. So I feel for you, Laura. Yeah. Allow for the space, the letting go. Um, see, some people are really ascending there. There's, 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 a, there's um, like tuning forks right now, a tuning and some people may not be as much of a match, especially if they're not understanding you and it's like draining you or grating on you. If it's grating on you, or you're, the energy is pulling down. Yes, um, it really yeah. was. Okay, so you did the right thing. Um, it's just saying allow for the space. It's not to say you may not ever talk again is what I'm hearing, but I feel like See, we can't unlearn what we learn or what we see. And so people that have, especially for the next year or two, because we're really being so shifted. I don't even know how to explain it. We're really being shifted vibrationally. And it's like when somebody, when you go to school or you go back to school, and and that could be, you know, university or that could be college or that could be a tech school or maybe you're doing a lot of workshops. Maybe you're studying healing now. You're studying Reiki or studying astrology. 
you yes. may not have as much time I, I for other people that and do. Ah, uh, see, there we go. That's why. Yeah. So you don't have right now the, the mental bandwidth for the other kind of talk or communication. You need some people. You need people around you, and there will be they're there, and there will be more. Is what I'm hearing that support where you're at now on your path and what's important to you. It is. I'm, you know, I'm feeling very lonely. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, that is. I, you know, lots of people besides me have talked about this. There is something on the path where that happens. Somehow, spirit or higher self disappears a lot of people, and then we're like, oh, this is a void. Okay. All right. Okay. What are we going to fill it? Okay, we got a lot of space here. Come on. What are we going to fill it up with? And that, that, when you have that void, that loneliness, that, you know, I've, when I've gone through that, and to some degree I've been going through that because of, you know, my little fur baby passed on, um, you've got to fill it up with you. Because when that happens on the path, that means the next people that you are attracting have to be of the next, will be of the next level of vibrational frequency, which means you need to. So in a way, it's, it's getting our mental, emotional body and very often physical body, in attunement and alignment to our destiny, to where we're going. Okay, you could look at it this way, Laura. Let's say somebody is, um, I don't know, they're a gymnast, okay, and they have some promise, and then they, a coach, somebody comes up to them and says, look, you have potential to go to the Olympics. Now, that person could hear that and go, oh, my God, potential. And the guy says, or the girl, you know, whoever the coach is, whatever, whatever body the coach comes in, male or female. Um, I don't say that unless it's really there. And here are some classes or things you need to do. Okay, so that person could either just do it, you know, halfway, so-so, or they can go, whoa. Now, what will happen to that gymnast? Certain people, there's a little friend, they have to say, oh, I can't hang with you so much because I'm, I'm in the gym or now I'm eating this right now. So for, my coach suggested for six weeks, you know, no ice cream, no cookies. Um, you know what I'm saying? So that's where you're at. You're in this in-between place, in-between oh, phase. No, you'll attract, but as you go deep within you, as you love you, find what you I'm telling you. If, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have been doing that for the past, um, June was really hard. I'm doing a lot of shadow work and, and activations and connecting, uh, dreams are coming in pretty strong. Uh, mm-hmm. uh my Claire, but uh, June is, uh, cognizant. Yeah. Okay. But see, other things, like, look at the, yeah, but look at the hobbies. Look at things that you would do with someone else and do that with yourself. Because I hate to tell you, one month is not enough, not even maybe sometimes six months. You know, usually the cycle shifts around. For some people, it could be three months, three to six months. So do the things that you that inspire you or bring you joy. And, and by the way, I've gone through this a number of times. 
you may do it and then get sad. Where is everybody? You may cry. You may go, God, well, how did I find myself here? You know, after all the work, after all I do, and I'm here. But then the next day or that next minute or moment, you'll go, oh, my God, this book. Or the, or sometimes just listen to the sigh. Oh, God, it's so peaceful here where I have my little sanctuary. So find the places in your life, the little points where there's joy, where there's inspiration, and focus on that and do what reinforces that. And that will move you along. It is something on the path. So many teachers talk about it. There's just no way around it, and it happens every time you do a quantum leap. I don't know what to tell you. I've been on this path a very long time, and I've, 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 I've seen it, like I said, thousands of people I've worked with over the years and myself. And it's like, uh-oh, here it is, and you can feel it happening, but you have no choice. You've got to pull the cord, and there it is. There you are in the void. <laughs> you know, yeah. there you are in the law. Yeah. There you are going the gap. What are we going to fill with this now? So you will get through it, Laura. Keep listening. Keep, please keep connected. Let us know how you're doing, okay, and how this unfolds for you. Okay. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate your work. Oh, you're so welcome. Appreciate you too, Laura. You take good care. How beautiful. Pammy is putting in the chat, emotional and mental well-being is a top priority. Yes, yes. Uh, Tammy also, good point. I've been so sad with all the losses during this time. Shifted some lately, and now I see more of the new things coming in. The grief process is so intense sometimes. Um, I suspect that this is true for many of these days. Uh, Yes. Now, see, the thing is, too, we're in the – and by the way, on my – soulplayground.life, I do have the process of grief, transition, loss uh, from a therapist and also shamanic point of view, trained in both of those things. So, yeah, we are in this, it's not just a global pandemic, it's global loss to what was, even if you knew already what was going on behind the scenes, even though, even perhaps living more awake aware or living more in the fringe, you know, not living through the mainstream or race consciousness, there still is loss. There's not only loss of people that you hear about, that you feel empathy for, and and some of you are empaths, so you're even going to feel it more, those that you know, loved ones, but the general loss of life in a certain way. Even if in some ways it's better, it doesn't matter to the to the to the ego. It's a lot of the unknown and not enough of the known yet. And this is why I say it's really important: process all your feelings and thoughts. Be in supportive, you know, groups or you know, listen to and watch supportive programming or programs because it is programming. By what we do, I think it's a 12-week cycle, our our neural pathways start changing. So if you're looking at ways to thrive or say, well, everything's being dismantled and we know it's being built in a new way, how can I use this time of chaos and confusion to create something new or come together with others? Because out of chaos comes, you know, new order out of confusion comes creativity chaos and confusion create 
invention and innovation. When something no longer works, we want to invent something or, cre- or you know, create something newly. Um, Angie in the chat, I get in those slumps, but I bounce out more quickly now with the more self-work, shadow work I do. It helps me to clean my space, my room, bathroom, and sage afterwards. I feel lighter. That's a good point. So really at this time, you have to find what works for you individually. We can all give you suggestions, um, and, you know, and some of them you'll try, but hopefully you will individualize the suggestions that you hear and make them your own. You'll start getting in that creative process. Another thing I like to do, even as a psychic medium in a channel, you know, I've been doing this since I was four, uh, I still like to look at the research, whether online, Google, books, documentaries. You guys, look at how people have gotten through things before. That's going to be very helpful to the, the ego mind, the surface mind that people have gotten over this and worse before. And now we have more consciousness on the planet. I mean, it's even, you know, look at the Schumann resonance. You know, Lynn McTaggart, you know, was a guest on the show, the intention experiment. Greg Braden, Bruce, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Maynard, they've all been on this program. They've talked about this. Go back and more. Wayne Dyer, you know, go back. When you... Get really spinning out. Just go back to those little tidbits of where we are, where we are, and where we were. How much you know? How much you know now? More? How much more in tune or in touch? How many more people are in tune and in touch? That's going to show you the prevailing trend. See, one of the things that adversely affects people is you get, they get caught up in the surface, the mainstream or surface media. Not to say that that's not speaking some truth or aspect, but frankly, it's like oh, if I'm only looking at my, you know, pinky finger or my thumb and I'm not seeing my other fingers. There's, other, there's layers and layers in other parts. So if you begin to go, oh, yeah, we have really evolved here, or we are, look at how many more people know about meditation or mindfulness and are using that? Oh, yeah. Look at how many people do yoga. It's now in mainstream or corporations have it. Those activities represent consciousness, a level of consciousness. So when you start looking at that, you go, oh, yeah, there really is this unifying principle that's happening. How can I make that stronger? There really is more empathy and more love. How can I make that stronger? How can I focus more on that? So sometimes you have to pause and go underneath the surface a little bit and, and look, but it's there. The, the, the breadcrumbs are there. The dots are there. We just have to connect them to see more of the truth of the reality of what's happening, not the surface-based reality. I mean, everyone has a choice. I call it Einstein thinking. You can stay in the beta consciousness or you can expand to the alpha theta. You know, you can stay looking out of a window that's two by two, or you could get a window that's maybe 30 by 30. It's, it's up to you. You know, it's up to all of us. What is the lens that you're, you're looking through? Okay, I think we have time for one more caller. Hello, welcome to Awakenings, you're on air. Well, I always love to be on air. How are you? Oh, Queen, I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? 
I too am full of wonder and doing wonderful. I'm so happy that I got in. I kept dropping and all of that, but I was supposed to be here. I would love oh. to see what it <laughs> yes. Okay, let's I would love you want love to see what you got for me. Okay, let me see. What do I have for you? What's your question? You want your what the focus is for you right now? Let's see. The focus is good, yes. Trips and travels locally, but you're focusing on some new mindset, some new belief, some beliefs that are shifting your mindset. I do see a lot of expansion. You may be teaching more is what I'm hearing, and you're setting something up new, Queen. There's a new way of working. Um, maybe it's online courses. Could be t- speaking more. Could be speaking more your truth, uh, whether that's books or videos. I almost feel like it could be something more visual, though, or in person or where people see you. But it does show you setting this up. So there's some new project. I, I feel it has to do with wisdom somehow, um, sharing more, sharing more, and helping people on the mental realm, how to think differently, how to navigate through life differently. Hmm. Yeah, your wisdom Sounds coming right. through. Could be also in a book. Yeah? Sounds right, yeah. The book, the visual, the, the teaching, the speaking, you know, the courses, all of that. I'm... <laughs> I'm unraveling the the thread to lead me to the <laughs> to the platform of my spirit. <laughs> oh, good. We're all doing a lot of unraveling here. All right, Queen. Thank you so much for calling in. Got a scoot. I see our guest is um, in the queue. Yay! Um, people in the chat are saying haven't heard Queen in a while. Great to hear you. Her voice. Ah, okay, Queen. Thank you for being there. Yeah. And thank you for calling in, and thank you for being there also. Keep shining. Take care. Namaste. Namaste. Oh, beautiful. All right, everyone, it's time for our awakening dialogue. Uh, We've got today Visionary Lon, who is a mindset coach as well as a Nautilus and COVR award-winning artist and author recognized worldwide. Lon was born and raised in Holland, and she began her professional career after attending art school, working in the advertising and graphics arts industry. What later began as a personal journey into sacred geometry is now not just her career, but her life's passion. Lon also offers personal guidance readings, allowing people to shift perspectives to align their vision with their soul's essence, sacred and real changes in her life. Lon uses sacred geometry design to address large concepts that are at the core of human experience. Lon is also the author of Modern Merlin, as well as author and creator of Sacred Geometry Activation Oracle Cards, which I have and I love. Hello, Lon. Welcome to the program. Hello, Michelle. It's so nice to be with you. Oh, great to be with you. I think a friend, I don't know if you know Lacey Rogovin. Well, I've been in touch with her through email, so. Oh, she told, she, well, her, she and actually two other people um, had told me about you because I use your, I 
do readings on um, YouTube also, and I was using your cards. <laughs> yeah, I think, and, uh, I, think, I think one of my clients actually is also your client, and she saw my card during a session with you, and then I think that's how this all started, how we got connected. This is amazing, right? Yeah, I know, wasn't it amazing? And then they both emailed me or something, contacted and said, Oh, I love those cards. Oh, I saw these cards, and I know um, who made them. I'm like, oh, my God, you do? Oh, I love those. So, um, yeah, so meant to be. And i got to tell you further, um, even like the producer of the show was saying, how interesting, two weeks in a row we have people talking about sacred geometry. One was through a book in the, in the Buddhist, the Tibetan Buddhist, um, talking about ascension and sacred geometry, yeah, our, our guest last week, and then you. But I also yes. feel such a synchronicity because I've been working, I, my guides gave me these quantum key codes I've been working with and sharing with the people that I work with, their, their uh, mathematical uh, affirmations. So it's opened me up to sacred geometry more than I ever have been. I have very limited knowledge. You know, I work with the macabre, like, that's about it. So I'm so interested in it. And then, of course, you, first of all, I want to know how you got to working with sacred geometry. And to you, what is sacred geometry? When we say sacred geometry, what does that really mean? Yeah, wow. There's a lot to there's a lot of questions. Oh, I know, that's um, me. <laughs> I, I know. You know, and first I wanted to say also like um I agree. I think that's that why we see a rise in awareness and attraction to psych geometry right now to me makes a lot of sense because what I've discovered in all these years of working with it is that psych geometry is is at the core of everything in life. If you really look oh, okay. at how everything is how everything is built, you know, whether it's plants or whether it's the way an ocean breaks um, on the shore or whether it's um, the way Folks, Lon, I'm getting messages in, Lon, Lon, I'm getting messages yes. in the chat that you're, Lon, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I'm getting oh, messages I'm in the on. chat that your voice is a little, maybe um, something with Let's the phone. Let's see about that. Hold on. Okay. Is this better? Yeah, much better. Okay. All right. I switched over to a different headset. Is this clearer for everybody? This is much clearer. Oh, much clearer. Please. Yes. Oh, good. Good. Okay. So what I was saying is that sacred geometry is at the core of everything in life. You know, whether we look at how flowers are growing or whether we look at spider webs or we look at the way um, a wave crashes on the shore, everything has like a, a pattern. And sacred geometry is about patterns and repetitions. And I think what's happening right now, sacred geometry is reminding us of all the patterns and repetitions that we find in our own lives. So that's why we're so attracted to it, because right now, right now is the time where we are really invited to go inward and to look at, at, at who we are and how we are connected to each other, but also to everything in the universe. Mm. Okay, so is it like a building block? Or is it the design from which yes. nature and we are yes. made Yes, it's from? kind of like... Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a universal blueprint. It's like the mathematical... Ah. Um, 
the mathematical reason behind it. Just like when you start building a house and you have all those rolled up blueprints that tell you like to start with the foundation and to put like your corners here and your windows there and, and your ceilings there. This is kind of like how the universe is making life possible, like how, how plants grow, how trees grow, even the proportions of, of our bodies, you know, the proportions between um, our hands to our heads and the way mm. we grow. It's, it's, yes, that's why it is so fascinating. And, and I didn't know any of this. To me, this started um, back in the 90s, I think, um, when I came across crop circles, and I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of crop circles. Oh, I have. I saw them when I was in England as well. Yes. And, um, yes, exactly. Yes. Now, would that be geometry? Yeah, a lot of them are. Yes, a lot of them are. You know, the symmetry. And so it, it started for me when I saw crop circles, I got so excited you know I felt like a kid in the candy store I was just like oh my gosh this is so beautiful and um, I've always been very artistic and I've always been working with colors and painting and all of that and all I wanted to do was just take a picture of it put it in line art and give it color so Mm. I started doing that and while doing that I started thinking like because they're all different, right? I started thinking like, you yeah. know, regardless who made them, because I'm really not that interested in who makes them. I was just interested right. like they're all different. So whoever or whatever put it there, there must be a, a like a meaning to it because otherwise why would you make a different one at a different time? So right. I figured like maybe this is a language. And from there, I started thinking like, well, what if we can just express certain concepts in shapes and colors? Like, what would love mm-hmm. look like if I would try to draw that, you mm-hmm. know, in a color or in a shape? What, what would healing look like? What would authenticity look like? What would the divine feminine look like? What would, you know, oh, there are so many concepts that are so much at the core of how we live our lives and how we connect to each other. You know, we talk about Mm -hmm. things like honesty and we talk about transparency and we talk about intimacy and we talk about compassion. And to me, all those are like beautiful words with beautiful meaning. And instead of explaining them in words, I explain them in, in colors and shapes and visuals and images. Yeah. I also feel, I want to get your take on this. I feel we're going to be going, you know, kind of a species or the unfolding more in that direction because words somehow, as we're going into this new paradigm, fall short. You know, there's so many nuances. But then, like with your cards, right, when you look at them, you start realizing there's, there's other, there's shades. You know, there, there's, there's layers. Layers. There's a exactly. Layer. There's layers. Texture. There's layers. Yeah. yeah. There's layers there. Well, words. Um, words. Us- words usually just um, address our conscious mind, right? They they work with our mm. they work with the cognitive part of our minds. But if we True. look at shapes and colors and and visuals, they can actually work on on very different parts of us. You know, we can feel emotional. We can feel attracted to a certain color. We feel, and sometimes we feel the opposite you know we feel like oh wow that's too green for me right now which actually yeah. tells us something 
So that's all multidimensional stuff. And, 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 and we're moving into a, a world now and a, and a reality now where all that is, is becoming so much more accessible and it's slowly kind of merging in, into how we live our lives and how we are. But nobody really ever taught us this, you know? So yeah. we're, we're learning. Yeah. I like what you said, too, about the crop circle cards with who made it or who did or didn't or how, you know. I, I feel like that's another piece to this new paradigm is, is does it resonate or not? Is there resonance and coherence? Great. Yeah. If not, not. Yeah. Less of this mind, I don't know, war, back and forth and pulling points. It's like what you're saying, the subconscious, letting that come through because that's where our greatest guidance comes from. Is it, It's in alignment to us. Is it in sync um and that is yeah. beyond that cognitive thinking um well wouldn't you yeah, wouldn't I, you agree michelle that wouldn't you agree michelle that one of our biggest um indicators and and guidance systems is like if you're doing something and it's making you happy and joyful then basically that's an indication that maybe do more of that and if it doesn't yeah. maybe not Right. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what what your brain says. I think we're we've been so used to reasoning ourselves in and out of things we do. Right. You should be doing that because mm-hmm. that's supposed to be good for you. Well, maybe it just doesn't work for you. Maybe it could work for your neighbor, <laughs> but maybe that's not your thing. Right. Exactly. exactly. And that's okay. Oh, I, I, so and it's the same with my art. You know, I mean, if this 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 resonates with you, that makes me really happy. I. I I connect with people from all over the world and I do sessions with them and some people it really resonates with and some people probably just look at it and go like, yeah, I don't know. And that's totally fine too. Maybe that's not your yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not attached to now, that. Yeah. Now speaking of the cards, how did you come to um, create these? What was the unfolding? Were you painting as they <laughs> came about? or how? Yeah, I'm so curious about this. Well, like I said, it started with the crop circles. And because I started realizing that, that I started experimenting, like, can I, can I express something like compassion or healing? And can I express ah, it? What would it look like? So okay. I just started, I started making that. And, and then I wrote about it because I, I always got so much information of looking at things in a, in a different way. And then I showed it to people and they totally got it. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. And, and then I took it a step further. Then somebody asked me, they're like, well, can you look at me and do that for me? Can you express me that way? And I'm like, oh, man, that's a really interesting thing. So I tried that. You know, I sat with somebody. I tuned in. And like you, I'm an intuitive. I'm an empath. So with some people, I just automatically felt like certain colors, certain shapes. And I started making that. And... Um, and then I showed it to them, and they recognized themselves in it. And from there, I started mm-hmm. realizing, like, wow, what if our souls, our own individual souls, all have their own kind of expression? You know, we all come in with certain attributes that we carry within us that we're here to grow with, but also share with others. Like, your your superpower is probably different than my superpower, right? And mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that means that if I would draw you in shapes and colors, that you would look different than I do. So mm-hmm. that became now, that's my the soul portrait. portrait that you're talking about. Yes. Lon, is this the soul yes. portrait? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Well, yeah, that became yeah. so portrait, and now in the in both of the decks, I think, especially in the second deck, there's there's definitely there's there's probably half of them are are soul portraits. They're they're people. They're people that I work with, and that I create, and that I get the honor to tune into. You know, I get to dance with their souls. I get permission yeah. to look at them in a way that is so far beyond their physical image right i can tune into them and really feel them like and where do i feel them and what is it that their soul is bringing and wants to express so i make soul portraits and then i give them a whole description about what they're seeing and i give them a reading about what they are here to do in this life how it feeds into their mission and into their life purpose yeah so i you know it just it's it's it just developed and it's still developing. I'm, I'm still learning, you know, I like, like the rest of the world, my consciousness is, is growing further and further and I can access deeper into all the layers. And with that, my art develops and, and it's like, it's like a dance, you know, it's, it's organic. It's, it's alive. Yeah. It really is interesting that if we stay open, we do keep learning and evolving. There's, there's more. <laughs> there's oh yeah. More. There's yeah. always more. Yes. I, I think so. I believe so. And I, and I don't, and I think it's already there. It's just that we are learning how to, um, how to perceive it and how to, to actually, and translate it and, and work with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're in the no. midst of. And I, I think that's what we see also, because I heard your, um, I was listening for the last hour or so, and when you were talking about this incredible transformational and challenging time that we're in right now, I think one thing that it's done, it has forced us collectively to go inside, like literally physically to be in our houses, but also spiritually and emotionally to go inward and to to grow and to expand yeah. and, to, and to discover that we are actually much bigger on the inside than we thought or that that's what they taught us and we yeah. forgot about yeah. that because we were we were so focused on the doing on the outside like we need to do more mm-hmm. we need to go faster we need to take on more that we kind of forgot a little bit about the inward mm-hmm. it's so true, there really was not a, a place for it in our society you know it, now it has a, no. it, it, there's a there's a place for going within or staying within or Staying home, which you're right, such a metaphor. Stay home, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. Stay home, you're right. Stay home. Home as being home ultimately is, is inside. It is inside, mm-hmm. you know. A home is like, yes, it's external to, to build a house around us, but our place of where we feel home has to be connected to that inner place where we feel at peace and where we also feel connected to something larger, whether you call that God or spirit or the universe or the field, it doesn't matter, but something that makes you feel that you are infinite and eternal and part of something that is, that is so much bigger than, than what we Mm. are. So true. Now, how can we use the sacred geometry in our life to heal, to connect in more and empower? What, what have you seen and what you – I know you use your sacred geometry cards and, you know, you've got the, the portraits, the soul portraits that uses in your readings. 
But it seems like when I looked at your cards, and um, I pulled two for today. I got consciousness and empowerment for our, today's um, awakening. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of your suggestions well, to people for working with this, whether they're working with your cards, which I think are fantastic, or just the whole idea of sacred geometry? I, I think sacred geometry to realize that there is that there is a repetition even in the universe nothing is random that everything is based on repetitions and and patterns and to realize mm-hmm. that our lives are woven in the same way so I think for me that's powerful because now if I find myself in a situation that I don't understand I know that it's just my lack of understanding and that if I sit with it and go inward and maybe try to look at it from different perspectives, I will find answers that are going to help me grow. Um, so that's how I see it in general. And for me, as I, I have them around, you know, I work with the cards on a daily basis. Like you, I draw a card and that card is just a beautiful reminder of like, hmm, what does that mean to me? How is it showing up in my <laughs> life? How can I improve it? Um, and I have them hanging on the wall. Like for 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 instance, I have grace on my wall, um, and that's and it's a and it's a constant reminder. And I am the I'm a single mother. I have a son that's going to be 18, and this pandemic, of course, has forced us also to live very much very close together, and sometimes a little bit closer than we would both choose with a growing <laughs> teenager. And I think mm-hmm. to have grace on my wall oftentimes has been a really good reminder of, like, to find that grace in the situation <laughs> when it comes to dealing with a teenager. So to me, they're, that's why I call them activations, because, because they constantly activate me to, to dive deeper, to do better, to be more conscious, and to become a better version of myself. Mm. Oh, and that's so much of what we're called to do, especially at this time. Um, yeah. You know, one of the yeah, absolutely. In, in some of your writings, you talk about um, a couple of things about how these new t- these times require a new way of thinking and and doing things, yes. and yes. also navigate which these changes we have to navigate through differently. Yeah. To, I, I, right. Yes. Yeah, and you addressed a little bit of that in the previous call with some previous people on online. Also, um, I think navigation is like you were talking about that as well. Like you know, we 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 have different toolboxes now. I think we are learning mm-hmm. that we have many different tools available, and that could be from. Uh, knowing that we have to spend time being contemplative, whether that is in deep meditation or whether that means that you're going to take a walk outside and connect consciously with nature and, and breathe. You know, knowing that, that deep breathing and conscious breathing is going to help you shift your energy. Um, things like saging. I mean, there's, there's many tools yeah. now available to us. And, and I think we live in a time now that... Um, we are required to do it different. And, and society hasn't caught up yet. Our children are not learning this in school. They're still not teaching this. No. Right? No. So, so that means that what we are taught in school and what, what the common paradigm is and the common belief systems, they're not really preparing us for the reality that is out there. And that's why so many are now 
so many people are feeling so lost and so scared because the structures yeah. and the foundations that we have built were actually built on three-dimensional models and we are moving mm-hmm. out of 3D. So it's not really yeah. working. And, no. Right? We don't no, know I was like, talking, where to go. No, I was uh, talking with someone the other day and I said, gosh, I don't know. I, I can only imagine how difficult this is when you don't have, you know, an inner core connection to their soul, you know, in a live connection, not like your soul is sitting up there like like a lot of people in bed, I would say God, you know, with the looks like Santa Claus, you know, no, live breathing, real life connection mm-hmm. to source, source energies. Because so much is changing and is going to be changing even more in, in, in this unknown. And we're all being required, which is, I think, something you touch upon, to co-create this, to, to, to thrive. Yep. So this isn't like to roll over or fight, you know. This is like what's life enhancing? How can you thrive just like nature? You know, it, it's, it sprouts in between the concrete cracks. Um, yep. I yeah, realized I the other know. day that I, I, I was writing, because I'm, I'm writing a book, and my book is, is called, and it's going to be a course as well, it's called Modern Merlin, referring to, Ooh, you know, that we're actually all out. have the magical, it's not out yet, no, 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 I'm working oh, on it, okay. but I, okay. it's, it's Modern Merlin referring to, you know, that we're all modern day magicians, you know, we all have magical powers and magical meaning like we all are able to mm-hmm. manifest and 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 be yeah. much more in charge of what happens in our lives than we are probably aware of and that makes us magicians right i mean magic yeah. is kind of like the, the it's kind of like the, the older word for manifestation what we call manifestation now is basically magic what we used to call magic but anyways mm-hmm. i was i was writing the other day about the concept of um of time which is another one of those concepts that we need to readdress because everybody feels like we're constantly running out of time and time is speeding up and we have, don't have enough time. But I was realizing like how we have been talking for so long that it's so important to stay in the, in the present moment, right? The moment of now. Mm-hmm. And our biggest teachers have been inviting us to contemplate that and to try to arrive in that now moment for, for a long time. And all of a sudden I was realizing like why that is. And it's, mm. it's, it's, it's basically because time is very much a 3D thing you know time is very linear the way we have been approaching it it has a a past a present and a future right well we all know that's kind of messed up right now it doesn't really feel that way it feels like it's slow at some points and it's really fast at other points well in multidimensionality you don't have time like that so I was thinking about that, like, okay, so if we would become completely multidimensional and we would just be able to kind of float out there with consciousness in, in that unlimited field of potential, then we would be forever and infinitely flowing if we don't have anything to anchor us into. So the thing that anchors us back to our physical body is the present moment. That brings us back in the consciousness of the here and now. That's why we need to be here. Otherwise, we spin out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. You would spin out. Yes, that makes so much sense. 
Do you? Yeah, yeah I mean, and you I get feel it, a lot. Right. I get it. Yeah, just as you're saying, and I'm just when you were saying that, I was thinking that's one of the things I think the issues with a lot of people that are having a lot of difficulties yeah. right now is they're spinning out. There's nothing that you know they have yes. to have a tool a and, way and, to get back into that present moment. Present. Yes. I am. This, so the so a, yes. And a great tool, I call it the five-minute tune-in. You know, a great tool mm-hmm. is just closing your eyes because, for one, when mm-hmm. you close your eyes, it gets dark and you can't see mm-hmm. what's going on outside of you anymore. So it's easier to start paying attention to what goes on inside of you. And if you pay attention to what goes inside of you and you start listening to your heartbeat or you start, to, you know, putting awareness on your breath, that will bring you to your physical body and that will bring you back in the moment. Because mm. you cannot be, if you are aware of your body, you are right here right now. Yeah. Well, I just did that now as you were talking. That's so true. It just puts you yeah. right back in. Yeah. And one of the great metaphors that you can look at, like, remember those, um, like, in playgrounds, and I have to describe this because I don't know the English. I'm Dutch originally, so my my first language is not English. But in the playgrounds, we had these circular things that you could stand on, and they would spin around really fast, right? And usually in the middle, there's something that you can hold on to. Merry-go-round. And if you use that analogy, yeah, something merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a merry-go-round. Well, think about a merry-go-round. If you are on something that that spins around really fast, the further you are to the outside, the faster you go, right? If you move yourself to the core of that center of what's spinning, when you're completely in the core, you're actually not spinning that fast, right? Ah, so that's the okay. analogy of like. When things spin around you, you gotta draw your attention to your core. You gotta come back to your center. Because then you don't spin as you don't spin as fast. Yeah. (laughs) I was getting this visual as a kid. This one kid I used to know. A couple of them. They would always want to be in the 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 center, hugging the core, hugging the core. Um, But perhaps I mean that's such a good analogy because that's. To some degree, when our life is just spinning, you know, in a way out of control, it is out of control. So much is out of our control. The best thing is to hug the core, and then we can see and feel exactly what we need to do, exactly. where we need to go. So, so one thing that I do, or um, I would say that some of my superpowers is like I use a lot of analogies and metaphors with people. I, I, I help people to see different perspectives and I use like little analogies like this that brings it really, I want, I want to make things tangible. Like the book that mm-hmm. I'm writing is going to address all these things like what is multidimensionality, what is three-dimensionality, what is energy, what does it mean when people say like, well, you can be the creator of your own reality. Well, that sounds fantastic, but how do I do that, right? How do you do it? So yeah, I'm tr- exactly. exactly. So I try to bring things back to really simple, easy-to-understand metaphors, analogies, examples, wording so that we can actually implement this. It doesn't stay so woo-woo out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah okay. I agree with you. It has to be a practical application, and which means there needs to be steps to connect yeah. into that part of this mm-hmm. that knows this already, but you have to have those practical steps 
to understand the concept and then know how. How do I integrate this in my life? Where do I start with this? I think that's a big key that you just mentioned there. I think the part of understanding is so important because if you don't make the connection to your to your brain, like and mm-hmm. and and you just do it because somebody told you that you should be breathing because it's good for you, but you don't understand why you're doing it, it is never gonna have as much impact and it won't be as easy to sustain. Like mm-hmm. if you Explain it in a way that people go like, aha, now my conscious brain got it and it's on board now mm-hmm. too. That's where you can actually make real changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The understanding is, is pretty key, which may, means people have to take the time. It always keeps going back to that. We have to take the time, make the time or space, whatever you want to call it, uh, to focus within, to get to that center, um, that center point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I even have to sometimes force myself to keep on building in my, my morning walk, you know, or my morning meditation and my 15 minutes break from whatever I'm doing and then I'm having a lot of fun with it, but to take that break and to get myself back to my center and to make sure that I'm still connected and feeling in balance. And it, it requires a little bit of a discipline, until it becomes a habit. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe that's a really good point, Lon. Maybe and people can, listeners, just kind of make a mental note of that, that until it becomes a habit, you have to just assert yourself to have that discipline, keep at yeah. it, but soon enough it will become second nature. But you do have to give yourself the time to, you know, to get there. Yeah. I mean, I a, habit is, is, a habit is just something that, that you keep repeating over and over, right? And if you keep repeating it over and over enough, it becomes a way of, of being, and then you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. But in the right. beginning, it's, it's, like, it's like, uh, like muscles. You have to train it, you know? You've got to repeat mm-hmm. it. Repetition, which brings you back to sacred geometry. It's all repetitions yeah, exactly. and patterns. What you said over, yeah. And in a way, it sounds like... Yeah, the repetition, the new patterns we're creating through the repetition, becoming a, the repetition becomes a new pattern. That's like a new new neural pathway. So that absolutely that's, yes, that's the shift we have to do it, and that's what I want people to get. We have to do it individually. We're not all of a sudden going to yeah. awaken, and, and it's going to be the whole, oh, there's this awakened society now. It's like we have to do that. That's our labor. That's our work. <laughs> that's our work. <laughs> right. That's yeah. That's another one that I'm addressing in my book as well. It's like, what is reality, right? I mean, uh, what we want is that it becomes a collective reality. But a collective reality is always the the sum of every individual reality. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So you have to start with the individual reality first. You have to do your stuff individually. And trust and hope and, and inspire and guide and support your neighbor, your friends, your family to do the same for them. And then once you mm-hmm. all do it, now all of a sudden you have this, this bubble of everybody being on the same page. It's like the flower yeah. of life, right? The flower of life has mm. become so popular. And for those who don't know what that is, the flower of life is that pattern that you probably have seen around. And it's, it's like 
it is intersecting circles. It's 13 circles that all intersect in the middle, and together they wow. form something that's called the flower of life. And it's a beautiful pattern, and a lot of people feel really attracted to it. And the way I see it is like, what if we envision that we are all individual, that circle? We are that beautiful, beautiful, perfect mm. circle. We are, we are whole. And then when we come together, we overlap in our centers, in our hearts, because that's where we make the connection, right? So your circle mm-hmm. is overlapping in part of my circle and the other way around. And if you keep on doing that, you actually get the pattern of the flower of life. Mm, gosh, what a oh, beautiful analogy. Yeah. Because I think that's the one thing I hear over and over in the years is, somehow it gets missed that our individual work and focus is contributing to the whole. I, I, I'm hoping it's going to get more widely known, but that seems to be missed. Um, well, somehow. think about it again. Yeah. Think about it. Yes. Think about it. If you have a family, you know, you have a parent, you have a father and a mother and they have three children. Mm-hmm. For that family to function harmonious and to appreciate each other and to really support each other in their individual journeys, everybody in that family has got to be on the, on the, not on the same page necessarily, but they have to have the same intention, right? Mm-hmm. I think everybody mm-hmm. can relate to that. Everybody has experienced that if somebody is off in the family or somebody is not feeling good, then the whole, the whole family goes kind of out of balance, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with a society, it's, it's you gotta you gotta take care of your little thing because you are actually part of what makes that whole. So if you're not doing yeah. your thing, then then you're not helping the whole. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And and it just shows then how powerful we are. And as you say with the Merlin, the magician yeah. energy, that we are affecting change by what we do, how we grow, evolve, yes. heal. You know, yes. as our consciousness yeah. expands, that does affect everything and everyone. Yeah, I mean, it, it really makes you realize, like, I mean, I've been thinking about that uh, over the last couple of months because you feel so helpless, right? At least I did. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, you know, there's so much going on and how can I contribute? And I was, uh, time after time, what my intuition and my inner guidance was telling me, like, I would just have to get even stronger and more powerful in, in my own space. And the way I see it yeah. is like I am holding space and I am, I am expanding my bubble of energy of, of compassion and consciousness and awareness and guidance and support for others. And I'm expanding my bubble further and further and further. And hopefully at some point I can maybe hold the whole world, you know, that intention mm-hmm. is there. And if everybody does that, then we all hold each other in that love and compassion and consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing in consciousness, but also your consciousness and that intention is going in your work, you know, your cards, you know, yes. your um, yeah. modern mirror. And, and I think that's yep. another thing people need to recognize is as you put these things out in the world, that is helping other people as well. I mean, yes. That's, that's what I see as my contribution. Every time, like my, one of my latest uh, pieces that I made was a soul portrait for somebody, and he was so embodying the concept of certainty. 
And I thought it was such mm-hmm. an interesting concept, especially in this time, because we all feel like there is no certainty, right? Right, and right. I started th- and I st- and I started thinking about it like what makes certainty and I looked it up in the dictionary and it says that certainty is all those things that we know beyond the shadow of a doubt right whatever that means like yeah. and we can prove okay. it it's scientifically proven it's based on facts those things we're certain about and then there is something that is called certitude and certitude are all the things that we know that are based on our intuition because we just feel like oh. Oh. So I started thinking like, this is such a time of merger, right? We are merging spirituality with, with, um, with science. We're merging races. We're merging religions. We're merging cultures. We're merging all of that. So in this time, I think we're merging certitude with certainty. And I think we're making the shift of 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 looking for things that are certain because we can prove them with our minds. And we got to make that shift to trusting that certain things we know for certain because we know. We know it in our hearts. We know it in our guts. And that is a new kind right. of certainty. And it's there. Yeah. I like what you say, though, the the, the merging of the two, the blending of the two. The certainty yes. and certitude, um, and and so to me, what your what, I want to get your thought on this. It 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 is requiring us to connect more intuitively, uh, more empathetically oh. at this yes. time, right? Well, well, because our intuition is our is our biggest navigational system into multidimensionality, because multidimensionality does not communicate with us in the same way as three-dimensionality does. Like our five senses, like what we hear and see and smell and touch and taste, that is the feedback that we're getting from a 3D world because it's all based to organs in our physical bodies that, that will process that information, right? We touch something, oh, it's hot, maybe not touch. We see something, don't like it, let's move away. That's all 3D information. In multidimensionality, your senses in those terms don't make any sense. They don't work there. So you have to rely on something different. So that's where the sixth sense comes in. Your sixth sense is kind of that inner vision or your gut or your, right? I mean, you know that as well as as a reader, as a guide, that certain things you just know. Can you prove them? But you're as certain as, as you would be about what you can see. Right. 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 So so we have to rely on our intuition because that is the key into multidimensionality. We just have to learn to get out of our conscious mind that tells us like, oh, you're just imagining it. I don't know about you, but I grew up that way. My parents would tell me, oh, like, yeah. oh you're just imagining it. Right. And I would yeah. sit there going like, well, I'm pretty sure that's there, though, because I can feel it in my body or. Exactly, and we're still we're still dealing with that. We're still trying to get away from that. So we have to. So our certainty has gonna. It's it's going to apply to the stuff that we just pick up. Our intuition is is it's real. Intuition is real, and it's something that we can trust. We're just learning how to trust it. So so true. Lon, this has been great. I invite you back again to dive deeper whenever you can. This has just been so enlightening. Yeah, no, I, 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 
I love it. Love this. I, I yeah, love me as well. Yeah, I, um, and this is exactly what my Modern Merlin course is going to be and my book is going to be, you know. It's going to be a, a guidance for people to navigate this in, in things like this and to show them mm-hmm. it's really not as complicated as, as we think it is. It's just a little bit of a different way of thinking, but we all have that accessible, you know. It's not just that there's a few people out there. It's just that some of us have been maybe doing it for a little bit longer and we're used to living our lives guided by our intuition. Yeah. But there's that like you level and me, where right? we're to help everyone get to that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, come, exactly. come back yeah. when you're ready to launch that. Come back when you're ready to launch I'd that. I'd love to. Because um, I think it'd be great yeah. for um, listeners, Another a really good tool. All right, Lon, you take good care. Thanks for being on Awakenings. Yeah, you're so welcome, and I was so happy to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Take good care. All right, everyone, that was Lon. Uh, We were diving in. Um, I love this conversation, this awakening conversation. Uh, She's got her upcoming Modern Merlin uh, course and book that's coming up, and we were talking about her Sacred Geometry Activations Oracle. Uh, You can get it online. Uh, If you want more information about Lon, you can go to lon-art.com. That's L-O-N-art.com. And uh, for all things Awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions for Awakenings with Michelle Mache, go to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. You can also join me in uh, Facebook, Instagram, and soulplayground.life. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. I'm getting Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?